0: Delivering the knowledge in all things fitness, business, we help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Axton. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, joined on another, what is this, the fourth in a row, a special Zoom-based podcast. Podcast (laughs) joined joined, of course, by Randy Angston. What's up, buddy? Hello, hello. How are you? Shalom. Shalom. And uh, special guest today, guys. Uh, Hank Ebeling out of H4 Training in Western Illinois. What's he laughing at, man? I say your name wrong. Anyways, he's got two locations, been a gym owner since 2010. I've actually known Hank for quite some time, and he was actually in the STS. You guys heard us talking about the STS. Uh, a great group of uh, gym owners, still in touch with a lot of them today. I'm excited to bring Hank onto the show. Hank, welcome, man.
1: Damn, Randy. Thanks for having me. uh And yes, Tim and I were laughing because it is Ebling and we had just talked about it. But Tim, love you no matter what. Sorry, brother. Anyways,
0: <laughs> I call him Hank, Hank the tank. Anyways, uh so Hank comes onto the show. Uh, we've been chatting quite some time. Uh, about something special he's been doing. It's pretty unique in the fact that I've not, um, I'm impressed to say that I, I have not seen anybody take this route in the industry when it comes to coaching. I've seen people pick up sales uh, training all the time, marketing all the time. Even programming's been picked up as far as a, a gym owner taking that and, and coaching other gym owners to do that. Hank's bringing up so, uh, kind of a new perspective, picked up customer service as his, you know, Lane or flag in the ground. Hank, why don't you give us a little background on what got you interested in that, and give us some background on your gyms too?
1: Yeah, real quick. I mean, I went to college in Vegas, and my first job in college was at the famous Canyon Ranch Spa and Fitness Center in the Venetian Hotel. And one of my very first bosses was this British woman who was like insane when it came to where were your hands positioned, the way you greet people, and one of my very first experiences in fitness was with this woman essentially as my boss. And from that get go, it was kind of like, okay, these little things are important. This is a very nice hotel. This is a very nice clientele. This matters. So why won't it matter, you know, moving forward. So that was kind of the first initial, um, person to kind of, you know, bring me on to the importance of it. And then as I kind of continue my career post-graduation working for Equinox, I'm sure a lot of the listeners know Equinox, again, another higher-end brand. How do you stand out in a trainer when there's 30-plus trainers, when there's hundreds, thousands of members? Everybody's smart. Everyone has good programs. The simplest way is to just have better service, give them a better experience. Everyone else, you know, in our industry is focused on giving them a better squat, hey, I can write way cooler programs. And you know, when I was thinking about, well, how can I give you a better experience? The rest of the trainers could give you know what about you when you leave. I'm going to do the opposite. So to me, it was an easy competitive advantage. Um, you know, going back to the Equinox days, I got myself up to top 15 in the country for Equinox out of, I think it was 1500 trainers, just by simply doing that, that focus. I mean, of course, the training was there, but It was a service-first focus. And then in 2013, left, opened uh, my first gym, H4 Training, and then later opened second gym uh, in 2017, again, with the focus of people first. And, you know, that people first mentality continues with our business today.
0: Nice, brother. Yeah, so good story there. Yeah, I, I would imagine being in Vegas, the hospitality industry, it's all about customer service there. In fact, the first thing that comes to mind is a Ritz-Carlton or a Four Seasons. Uh, in fact, you've even, I've even uh, heard chatter that they, they have like training programs for their, you know, business that's super expensive. But like you could go and train with the Ritz-Carlton on, you know, it might not be specific to gyms, but they do have, um, they've got something figured out over there with the Ritz-Carlton. Uh you've adopted some of those kind of principles. Uh, you know, I read your book. Thank you for sending me that guys. Uh, he's got a book, uh, and we'll plug that maybe put a link in the buy in the, um, in the show notes, Randy, like after yep. maybe if somebody wants to pick up the book, uh, but we've, we've, uh, we I read your book, we've adopted some of those principles. Uh, why don't you kind of like share a little bit about what's inside that book and how do gym owners kind of leverage some of that stuff?
1: Yeah, so the book's called "Crush on the Competition with Service." Uh, you know, customer service isn't thought of as a competitive advantage, but in fact, it is our biggest competitive advantage. Uh, when we look at what we can do, people can steal your workouts, they can steal your equipment, but they can't steal how you take care of your people. And sometimes that sounds cheesy, soft, but uh, you have to think of it as an intelligent business strategy because that's what it is. And the book just kind of lays out. Uh, what I created, which I call the LTS method, which focuses on leadership, teams, systems, and strategies, which are essentially the three biggest components of delivering world class service. If you look at Ritz-Carlton, Nordstrom, Zappos, some of these amazing brands, while they're way bigger than your gym, my gym, most people listening you can adopt those same principles that they use, but at a much smaller scale, which in fact makes it that much easier within our walls. Um, And so the book talks a lot about that methodology and you brought up Ritz Carlton. One of the easiest things anyone listening can do is what they do, which is called surprise and delight. Uh, You might've heard of it. Mm -hmm. They empower their employees to spend up to $2,500 in surprising, delighting customer now, We definitely don't give our employees a $2,500 allowance, and I'm sure most of you won't because we're just not at that scale of a Ritz-Carlton. But that just shows you what they're willing to empower their team members to make sure people are getting the utmost uh, experience and service. And really what that just comes down to is you have to have a number. So you have a number. For us, it's $250 a month, and it has to be talked about. At your team meetings with your managers, it's always been brought up, looking for situations, and then every month you have to spend that money. Um, it's so not each, a well.
0: Each coach has to spend that two fifty each, is what you're saying.
1: So for us, it's just a gym total. Okay. Um, Ritz Carlton because they have such a large hotel and amount of employees and people staying, they have to kind of spread that out, right? First, just a hotel, uh, but because we're a smaller scale and most people listening. Pick a number. Um, usually it's best between, I'd say, $100 and $500, just depending on the money you're pulling in, amount of uh, clients you have, and then make sure everyone on your team is on board. What I mean by that is your manager knows about it. You're talking about it in team meetings. We start every team meeting with $250 budget. What do we got? Tim's got an anniversary coming up. Hey, we just found out this. We found out that. So-and-so has been wearing the same shoes for five years. We're not going to even bring it up. We know what they like. Shoes are going in the mail tomorrow to their house. And again, it has to be spent. It's not a, you know what, uh, Randy, this month, let's go buy some new dumbbells with that money. It's got to get spent. Um, So that's a real easy thing that you can do to mimic the Ritz-Carlton. And it has a big effect on your business.
2: What I love about it, my mother was in the customer service industry for years. She worked with, you know, top Fortune 500 companies, keeping them happy, you know, a lot of business to business stuff too. And what I love about what, you know, what you bring to the table and for our listeners, we don't have the luxury of having different, completely different roles for each people in our business. And if you don't teach customer service, if you're not, if you don't have a plan or a program for it, you know, sales, marketing, all of these things like that's natural to to communicate on. And so, when you've got that great trainer, and, you know they start to pick up some skills in the sales arena. If they don't have customer service, the ability to, you know, speak the, the the language of customer service, it it becomes single track and single focus, and your whole business starts to feel, you know, like that. And so, I like how it it becomes an emphasis and kind of ingrained in every bit of the business because we don't have that luxury, like you know, major corporation where. You talk to customer service. he's one person. You pick up sales. It's a different
0: person. You you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think, and you know. Uh, oh, go ahead, Tim.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I think one of the biggest breakdowns in the fitness industry is the sales happen with one type of person. Yep. And the deliveries happen in with the coaches, right? So, like the fitness directors doing the sales, or the owners doing the sales, and then the you know, the direct, the, the coaches are, are delivering that service and that, you know, that lack of communication sometimes happens. There's, I've dropped the ball. I have a story that, I mean, you, you would, you would cringe if you heard the story of, of how bad we dropped the ball one time on a client it was completely our fault. Um, there was nothing we could do after doing something like, you know, like dropping the ball like that. Um, but, I do like your, um, I, I do like your, your budget and this surprise and delight. We were, we were doing it wrong. We were doing seek and destroy. See, that was a, a different, <laughs> different methodology. You're trying to, you're trying to surprise people, but you know, you know what, give me a couple of examples, some of the coolest things that, that really lit up your clients and, you know, out of that budget.
1: Yeah. And you know what, I wouldn't say they're even like, so like, oh my goodness, that that's such an oddity, but just this simple thing that I always tell the story of. This isn't even monetary, and that's the thing. It doesn't have to be monetary. We had a client who was a 6 a.m. regular, been with us six-plus years. It was a typical Chicago minus a minus 1,000-degree day in the winter, and she literally could not get out of her garage because her husband was gone. She couldn't physically lift it up or get it to open. She emails one of these that we all have that she misses her workout. Her world's, like, over, right? So she messages I'm pissed. I can't make my workout. We have her address, right? I think a lot of us have people's addresses, info seconds. We send one of our trainers to go pick her up and bring her in. Now, again, zero monetary. And I'm not saying you always go pick people up like rent a car, but that was one of those things where she came in. I'd say for probably a good two or three weeks, she would walk in and everyone would say, Oh, you know, Julie, she gets the Uber ride. Oh, Julie, you know, it, it really made her feel special and it was just one of those things that we didn't have to do she didn't expect uh and at zero monetary expense so it was like a bonus surprise and delight uh, a couple other things that kind of stand well, going out back
0: to that, going back to that one it sounds like it was it was snow that snowed her. i thought maybe you were going to bring the gym over and that was the workout was clearing the driveway out no something that was a uh...
1: No, done. no, that's uh that would have been even better though, right? Show up yeah. with a bunch of bands and uh yeah. and dumbbells. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh another one again, I'm we're talking about a small thing here. Starbucks. We have a client who again, one of these people who they don't get their coffee, you know, like uh, it's like World War 3, right, in their life and uh She came in not herself. Just totally out of it. Kids were going crazy. She told us she had this big presentation. I didn't get my coffee. My day's just a mess. She gets going with the session. We have that relationship. We know her. Uh, She gets done with the session. One of our coaches has that Starbucks, which we know her order, just from relationship building, sitting there with her name, little smiley face, of course, right? Got a little little extra in there. And uh, that little gesture cost us – what three dollars? Maybe it was Starbucks, so it probably cost five. But um, that led to about two hours later, her going on Facebook and blasting like, hey, does your gym do this for you? I can't believe such a simple gesture. Again, nothing outrageous, but these are just little things uh, that make such a huge difference for you and lead to free advertising, really.
0: Hey, guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, obviously it's building a relationship and you're working on, you know, that, that increases retention and the desire for them to be there themselves. But the second they turn around and start spreading the word on things like that, because everybody else has the typical things, right? That's a perfect way of saying it, right? Does your gym do this for you? Nobody else is going to be able to say yes. And that is that competitive advantage that you were talking about. And to give you guys uh,
1: even more of a recent example, again, another non-monetary example, it was pouring rain. This was about a week ago. And we keep a huge umbrella, a couple of them at our door. And our coaches know if it's pouring, we don't even think about it. We're walking people out to their uh, cars. And again, a woman posted on Facebook does your gym walk you out to your car in pouring rain? It's got a picture of one of our coaches with her. Uh, same type of effect, right? That's free marketing. That's the best ad we could have ever made. Uh, so just little things like that maybe can give you some inspiration, but just know it it can be monetary and non-monetary.
0: Man, you take the weather out of the equation, you have nothing to do out there. I mean, you got the snow <laughs> in, you got the,
1: I'm just kidding. You know, you know what we do in the Midwest is we eat. Then if <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's called yeah. job retention. Yeah, (laughs) you know,
0: it's, this is great. Um, you know, I know a lot of gym owners are spinning their wheels like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. And I think it's really, it comes, uh, well, first off has come top down gym owner to the team, but it's intentional, right? You, you're not just once in a while thinking about it. It's all the time. So you're constantly seeking and delighting, right? Surprising delight. You're seeking out opportunities, right? And so, um, How do you like, how do you wrap the team around this? I think, I think it should be pretty simple and easy, right? The team's like, yeah, of course they want to do nice things. And I think even the younger millennial generation, this might be just built into their DNA anyway, right? Helping the world, save the plant, like all this stuff. Um, What if you get somebody that's like not into it, man? Like you just kick them off the team or what do you do?
1: I mean, a big part of it is it's, it's culture, right? It's creating that culture, uh, you know, it's important we go through this, um, I know we're going to talk about it with my course, that you have to have a service vision to start. And this is not a mission statement. This isn't a vision statement. It's a service vision statement. The best companies in the world regarding service have one of these. And it's it's like your beacon of light. That along with the service standards that you have, that is how you hire. That's how you fire. That's how you keep everybody accountable. And that's just how it is. You come on board, I'm amazed at how many of our new coaches come on board and they're expecting me to coach them on a lunge and how to run a session. And we spend this huge amount of time just literally talking about service and examples of service, their role in it and what it looks like. And they're kind of like, all right, when are we going to go over a lunge? And it's like, well, this is more important than any of that because that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Uh, so it's setting the right culture and then, making it something that's top of mind and then holding them accountable. Really? I mean, you guys are sports guys. I'm a sports guy. It's like the best coaches, right? They build that culture. There's there's that kind of mission vision. You find people that fit that culture and then you just keep them accountable to that culture and those standards. And when you do that, you have the Ritz Carlton, you have the Zappos, you have the pulse fitness, you have H4 training. And when you don't, you have some good days and you know if randy's working it's great service and if jim's working it's okay and if melissa's working it's really bad and then you have the owner who complains that when they're not there that things aren't at that elite level it's just because you haven't built that culture and you don't have those systems in place kind of much like anything really you know
0: yeah for sure uh, like go ahead randy i got a second question when you're done well, will go for that and then we'll just go oh, back. You know, one of the the things of, about culture is there's some people say, say that you can't even create it. It it happens organically through the actions of the team. Um you can't force a culture sometimes. I think I'd argue that I think I think you can. I think it but it has to come from the top. Like it has to come from the person or, or people that are in running that gym, um, you know, this is our standard. This is the way we do it. Buy in, training, all that stuff. What would you say to uh, you know a gym owner listening? Like, oh man, my culture's busted right now. We we're losing people. My team doesn't because li- we work with a lot of gym gyms that have a bad team. It was bad hire after bad hire. They they needed somebody. They hired somebody for no, you know, uh, because they needed somebody. But now they're stuck with this kind of like. Reverse of good, like bad culture now. So, like, what, like, what's the, what's the steps for you? Like, if, if you were working with a gym, kind of 180 that thing.
1: Well, a couple of things. One, I mean, you, you have to be swift with something like this, right? If you let those kind of, let will say, poisonous individuals, it's only going to permeate amongst the other team, and then it becomes, well, Randy's not doing it, so why am I doing it? So you really, honestly, have to cut bait with those people that aren't going to be in line with you. Uh, worked with a business a month ago, and they had two individuals like this. And it came down to we we're trying to change the culture to be service first. And it was this is kind of the direction the business is going. This is why this would be your role. Do You feel like you align with this? If not, that's totally fine. But then you're gonna have to move on. Unfortunately, like we're going 100 miles an hour in this direction. You're either on or you're off. And if you're off, that's that's cool. But uh, I need you to get off, right? Uh, And the other thing would be, as the leader, just do a self-audit. Some of us are in our business on the front lines, and some of us aren't. Dive in, talk to your team members. Hey, where are we lacking? Who's maybe not aligning with us from the rest of the team? Who's kind of the bad apples? Talk to your customers, read reviews, and kind of do your own self-audit of okay, these are the problem areas or problem people that keep coming up and let's go from there. Uh, worked with a brand called Epic Burger. They're a burger chain. And start off just going right to the managers, tell me everything about each person on your team and who's not aligning with the service you're trying to deliver. And it was always the same names coming up that were infecting the rest of the group. And so kind of attack that right away. So I think it's self-audit. And I think it's identifying maybe who's not going to be on board as you're kind of transitioning the business. Right
2: on. Yeah, there's just a couple of things I wanted to add to that. The, the first one is like, you know, to that point, it's data essentially, right? You, now that gives you somewhere to go and attack, um, make the most gain, with the least amount of effort first, and then be able to go, you know, fine tune and tweak from there. But um, the the... It it's it's almost like an ethos. I see customer service has to be like part of like you either have it or you don't. You can learn it, you could you could build an interest in it, but like it's gonna be in you or it's not to some degree. And I think that's the hard part is is a lot of gym owners find themselves almost handcuffed by their staff because they found them in a time of need mm-hmm. and now they don't know how to how to kind of break the patent, you know, that those chains, and, and ultimately they're just they're allowing it to continue in their business, and it's ultimately. There's no way around it. It is poisoning their business. I mean, you, you you know, it's hurting the relationships, you know, it's hurting the business monetarily and that's the opposite of why we're here. And so, you know, these are the, some of those things that I go back to like the hard decision to make as a business owner to let somebody go is you, those are the decisions you have to make. If you're, if you're truly intent on your purpose being to help as many people through, you know, this vehicle as we can, That person's holding you back and and standing in the way from you executing your vision. That's that's an easy decision to make at the end of the day or should be. You know what I mean? So customer service to me is huge. Um, I think, you know, having a service-driven business, everybody can go, you know, across, um, you know, the spectrum, just food restaurants, things like that, you know, Chick-fil-A right off the top. Like there's a number of these businesses that just... They're synonymous, much like the Ritz-Carlton and Nordstroms and some of those, right? They they are the pinnacle in the industry for customer service. There, There's very few in the fitness space that come to mind. You know what I mean? So I think to your point, there, this is a huge opportunity to massively differentiate the customer experience, the client experience that most, most gym owners, I mean, we just overlook so far.
1: Yeah. You know, we're all, I think we're all gym nerds at Harvard, right? And we focus so much on the programming and the training, which is definitely important. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's really the experience and the service first and then the programming, right? No, one's going to walk out of the gym and say, gosh, Randy messed up those 10 reps. He taught me the wrong lunge, but man, you know what the service, right? They're going to think about the service, right? Like I felt amazing after that session, he made me felt feels like something i haven't felt before you know the service i got like they're going to forget about these little minuscule things i'm not saying blow people's knees out with squats cuz you don't know how to teach it but just put it in perspective that that stuff matters but we have to kind of put it aside sometimes and say it comes second and it reminds me i mean i i grew
2: up i mean i grew up like when i was younger i was listening to a lot of those like old sales greats you know and and when they like the sales guys the sales coaches we're always talking about how you make somebody feel. And that doesn't happen from a script, doesn't happen from a sales script or, you know, something like the dialogue like that. It's the experience as a whole. And I think that, you know, that is the, the tip of the hat to the customer service side of, of even this a, a sale. It's relationship building. And I think we have to remember that at the end of the day, that our clients are like family. You know, when, when somebody spends 10 years in your business. That's somebody in your life that's probably spent more time with you than, you know, most of the people that you can still, you know, look around and see in your life, you know, show them how much you care. And I I love being intentional with at least, you know, setting a budget and forcing some of that, because that is a way of, of almost instilling that forced change, right? If it's not part of the ethos, all right, we're going to draw that into, we're going to make that kind of part of the team now. And that's one of the ways to kind of force that to happen.
1: Yeah, 100%. Totally agree.
0: Hey, Tim Lyons here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator Program at winninggym.com grow. Go check it out. Sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right. Once again, the link is winningjim.com/grow. And now back to the show. So, so Hank, when I read your book, I, we adopted a couple principles out of there. One of the things we adopted was that Ford, the acronym Ford. I really like that, especially in our industry where. A lot of the, the workout, a lot of the delivery of the training session is this communication back and forth, getting to know somebody, building that relationship. Um, that thing's perfect. Again, we adopted it. It's it's at the bottom. We actually built it into our software. So it's at the bottom of our software. We have a look for the coaches they can see the F O R D, which is go ahead, family, occupation, uh,
1: recreation. Doctor. And D is dreams, you could think of it as goals, right? Dreams and goals.
0: So family might, you know. So this is like a little cheat sheet on each one of your clients, right? So if you've got a, a coach training for somebody for the first time, uh, and that Ford is filled out, you've got, hey, I know this guy's got two daughters. Um, you know, he's a dentist or whatever, occupation, recreation. This guy's a big golfer, also likes to ski and hike, and you know, dreams and desires. Maybe he wants to retire by the time he's, you know, 55 or something like whatever that is or he wants to travel to hawaii or he wants to play pebble beach or whatever the, those things are and, and you get those talking points man that's the ammo you need as a trainer to just open i mean it's really just breaking the ice more or less right with that new client
1: how'd you come up with that or did you, did you borrow that from somebody uh yeah, that's, um, there's a guy named uh, John DeJulius. He's really well known in customer service. And uh, I remember chatting with him and, you know, we we're talking about relationship building and he said, you know, here's an easy acronym you can use with your team. And ever since then, that was probably about eight, nine years ago, started develop, you know, using it in development with our team. And it's something we coach all new hires on. We teach them what it means and how to do just that, how to build that forward off of each individual because yeah, if I'm training Tim for the first time and right away, know I'm going to engage him on maybe football talk. Cause I know he played and he's into football. That just changes the experience right away. Cause I know what he, what he likes, what he doesn't like what I can engage with. Um, so it just makes an easy way for your team to get to know people better.
0: Yeah. It's building that rapport. Um, after you built the report at the front end right so it's it's great man you know kudos to you brother i mean i told you that from the from day one i I didn't see anybody doing this in the space and really diving deep on this you put together a course uh take me through that a little bit i got a chance to kind of see behind the curtain uh, a couple months back you've kind of updated you put some people what through a beta group through that now what's what's that course all about
1: Yeah, we had uh, a lot of your listeners probably know uh, Steve and Kate uh, Lavick, uh, my fellow Illinoisans. They uh, they went through it. It's it's essentially creating that people first culture within your business. So it takes you from the leadership to the team, to the systems and strategies, uh, takes you incrementally throughout it. So by the end of the course, um, you should have your own Ritz Carlton like level of service culture within your own gym. And the big thing about it to me is we're all small business owners. I'm a small business owner. I was talking to Tim, you about this. I don't have time. I know you don't have time to sit and watch hour, two hour long videos. I don't care how great the content is. I just don't have time. So I think 90% of the videos are under 10 minutes, uh, and but the content is there. It, it's short, but it's to the point and it gives you something actionable to take and you can kind of take it and run with it. And we've had people go through it who are first-time business owners, 20 year veterans, uh, and everywhere in between. So you can kind of get your spot, if you will. Okay, my business is here. Maybe I just need to take that next step, right, to become that world-class. Or maybe I'm just new and fresh in the game, and I really don't know what to do. I know the dumbbells and the sets and the reps, but how do I design this culture? Uh, so then you can get a lot out of it as well. Great, man.
0: Great. What's uh, what's the best way for somebody to kind of check out that course or or talk to you? Do you have a link?
1: So we're going to leave just a link here in uh, the show notes. I'm guessing you guys will throw that in there. You can jump on a call with me, kind of chat about your business if it's something that makes sense. Uh, And if it does, kind of point in the right direction. You can Hit me up on social media. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Hank Ebling. Uh, we can chat that way as well. Kind of see what the best option is for you.
0: And make and make mention where you heard a uh, heard this on the Built to Grow podcast. I know you got a little special deal for everybody. It's already affordable, guys. This is a, a kind of a no brainer to just gr- go ahead and grab this course, watch it, uh, top down it. You know, t- bring your bring your team through that. Uh, and things will change. I mean honestly, just having having the the little nuggets from your book and bringing that over uh, right away when you sent that over, I read that. I mean it's an easy read obviously. And, and you kind of went with the theme of like the comics and stuff, so pretty cool there. <laughs> and uh that yeah,
1: The course is called superhero service, super profits. So it's kind of all about delivering that superhero level service. So, uh, yeah,
0: look at that. It's all themed out. Yeah. I grabbed a couple of those nuggets. It's helped us right away. Just kind of build a little bit better, uh, tighter bonds with our clients. And, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been great, man. Uh, get any final final words of advice for that gym owner out there trying to make it in the grind.
1: Yeah, I would just tell you, hey, it starts and ends with you. If you're the leader that's saying, well, you know, this person, whenever they're working, this this they don't deliver the service or when I'm not there, it's not the same. It's because you really haven't built the culture and it starts and ends with you. I know we've touched on that. And, uh, you know, hey, at the end of the day, it sounds, again, soft, cheesy, but you got to outcare the competition. And if you can get your team to do that, um, it's always an intelligent business strategy right on brother
0: well thanks for uh thanks for for joining us today and sharing that out well you guys we'll drop the the links in the show notes go grab that course talk to hank book a call with him um pleasure having you on man thanks for joining us hank ebling sorry hank ebling
1: <laughs> that's right, tim randy thanks guys appreciate All it guys. take
0: care that's it for this episode until next time keep changes lives as we'll see you on the next show